disregard my silly outbursts. I haven't had enough sleep, and I'm clearly delusional. The Sunday Skypers. I thought I'd put just a quick note of clarification in here. This is a Dungeon World one-shot GM by Wilhelm. The characters in here are completely different than the ones in the Dungeon World game GM by Todd. Not that anybody would get those confused, but just in case they're different, keep that in mind. So let's make this uh, like a classic dungeony. Uh, rough world, lots of adventures, lots of dead adventures everywhere, uh, lots of old ruins dotted in this, like, I don't know, pseudo-fake Europe place. And, uh, yeah, you're basically... Well, I'll snag the druid. Cool, 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 cool. Excellent. Before you start deciding anything, though, let's let's have a little talk about, like, a group identity. So uh, we're all roughly on the same page, so we have... Uh, since you are a party, right? It's less about your individual characters and more about your party doing things together. Are you guys, do you guys feel like you're scoundrels or like, are you like a, a chartered, um, like adventuring company? Um, are you in the employ of someone powerful? Like what kind of, what kind of people are you? Contractors. All right. Mercenaries, you mean? Like, like recover dangerous stuff from dangerous ruins kind of contractor. Maybe even we work for, like, United Adventurers Prudential Insurance Group. <laughs> we are fantasy people, men. <laughs> Considering I'm taking the immolator, that sounds right up his alley. So, uh, lots of fantastic stuff or uh, down-to-earth human grunge? I'd say fantastic stuff since I'm a salamander. Well, that's what I want to, like... Get with the. I want to get with the group together first to like determine like wh- where do you all fall. So then you can start choosing elves and dwarves and salamanders and shit. I'm I'm good either way. I I can play a human druid or I can play either an elf or a halfling druid. Either one. well, halfling would kind of fall into the low end as well. It's, it's the elf that would be the higher end. Todd, what are you? What are you into? Jaded fantasy. Jaded fantasy. All the high fantasy tropes. Are, are in play and most of the people know it. It's like, yep, yep, yeah, that's, yeah, we need a cleric because, you know, we, we are going to go in face first. All right. Okay. That okay with everyone? Yeah, sure. Yep. Okay. In that case, uh, I think it would also fall in with your play style, uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's highly possible. Let me let me say that much. So, um, you you are contractors. Uh, you do dangerous things for people with money and power, I guess. Uh, and uh, you probably delve dangerous places in order to do those dangerous things. And you're all well aware that you need your magic user and your uh, cleric and all that. And you can be whatever. That's cool. So, um, choose cool stuff. Well, if no one's got dibs, I think I'll go with the human cleric tasked with keeping all you idiots alive. That's good. So, uh, cleric, salamander, or emulator, I guess. Uh, salamander emulator. And, uh, a druid. Interesting crew so far. Halfling druid. We need a Korgoth of Barbaria. That's what we need. <laughs> See, Syriae is strange brands. I like the barely hidden rage. <laughs> I like the whispering voice. Is as creepy as heck. 
got strange brands all over his lizardy skin. I'm sticking Cinderclaw for a name. So what are you thinking for deity, Todd? Healing and restoration, uh, slightly cultish uh, petition for gaining secrets. Cool. Now, what is this Didi's name? I have no idea. Uh, name a famous hospital. Grady. Grady? Okay. Seen elsewhere. <laughs> Emery? Emery actually does sound like a deity's name. How would oh. you spell that? M- E-M-O-R-Y. Emery the Kind. Is it is it appropriate to say that like Emery the Kind uh, is like kind of a douchebag, really? Since the cult is insular, Emery the Kind has a really great PR, but behind the scenes, it's a bunch of manipulative kingmakers, and the their their whole gig is get into places of power and uh, weasel their way in. So, you know, if anyone asks, it's like, Emery the Kind, oh, these guys are swell. But they don't realize, like, sometimes we do things like topple kingdoms. Right, so so they have a public face that's open, and then they have the real cult, which is the insular inner circle uh, yeah, yeah. manipulator, kingmaker. Gotcha. All their clerics use uh, staves because a warhammer or a mace is way too militant, even if you can crack someone's skull with a uh, staff just as well. <laughs> so my um, halfling druid is from the uh, Great Force. So does that mean if I do my shape-changing, my shape-shifter ability, do I have to pick from uh, basically what kind of animals you would find in the Great Forest? That's the idea, yes. I'm wondering if I'm a traditional salamander and have six legs or not. They have six mm-hmm. legs? Traditional ones, yeah. That would definitely make it easier for me to get over things. I'm not the boss of you. Um, you can have as many legs as you want. I can have lots of fun chopping up off every last one of them. Excuse me? Well, that's what this game is about. Maybe you should uh, go with six toes. You go to a dangerous place, I chop off your legs. How about this druid? The the whole deal with, like, druid druids, are, are there, like, um, a circle of druids in the forest, or are you, like, the only one? Well, there was a... How, there how, does, was one a, become, how does one become a druid? That's a better question. Oh, a love of nature. Uh, it was a uh, a halfling uh, settlement on the edge of the in, within the uh, confines of the great forest. <laughs> I learned I learned from from the older druid older druids of the village. Uh, in Dungeon World, if you can cast a first level spell, can you cast any first level spell? Like unless it's a cleric, uh, or do I have to choose one? Or how does that work? Uh, there should be a cleric spell list, I think. Oh, okay, here it is. You are granted new spells of your choice whose total levels don't exceed your own plus one, and none of which are higher level than your own level. Okay, and you also get all your votes. So, uh, level plus one. So I choose two first level spells that I am granted, and how long I can cast those depends on the rolls I make when I cast them, because they can be revoked. Okay, so granted... Two first level spells, basically. I think if you're okay. human, you also get one wizard spell, right? Right. Going with uh, detect magic because that's practical. Excellent. Gotta have cure light wounds. Can't be a traditional cl- cleric without that. <laughs> it's in the job description, basically. <laughs> yes. 
uh, you know, let's go and speak with Dad because that always is a bane of any GM. <laughs> that just gives me so many opportunities. I shouldn't shy away from that. All right, so I guess we haven't checked in at all from with our barbarian. What what is his name, and what does he do for a living besides barbarianing? Gorm the Almighty. Of course, of course he is. What are his appetites? Appetites are pure destruction and fame and glory. <laughs> Dangerous combination, right there. <laughs> at least it wasn't power over others. That's a one shot. Can we give him a t-shirt that says front towards enemy? <laughs> I think that's an obvious, uh, when you, when you look at Gorm, you see that right away. Maybe that's one of his tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I always face the enemy. Of course. He's human. Yeah. Okay, cool. Human from a faraway land. Excellent. And, and have you considered your alignment? Chaotic, of course. All right. Okay. Interesting. To be unencumbered, unharmed. Right, so you're running around in light stuff. His clothes are weather inappropriate. <laughs> All right, so think of this as, I guess, a, a temperate, subtropical kind of place, maybe. Um, so what would be weather inappropriate, like furs? <laughs> or, I don't know, you, you tell me. Um, I was thinking he came from some sort of jungle place. Oh, cool. The loincloth and his weapons. I'm planning on wearing a suit of chainmail, so hopefully that's climate appropriate. I'm kind of large and a lizard, so I don't have to, well, I don't get to wear armor. Victus Monday it is. Okay. Is that like, are, are usually clerics of Emery named, you know, in humdrum days, days of the week kind of ways? I have no idea. I imagine I'm like the third or fourth son of some minor noble. So I up off to the clergy for you. I don't know. It kind of just amuses me to think the clergy like there's a Frantis Monday or Tuesday, and there's a there's a um, there's a Wednesday. You know, sure. Let's go. Emery says the day you join the order, it becomes your last name. All right, and whatever last name you had before is gone now. <laughs> Um, is everyone roughly ready? I'm still working on it. We have to do the bonds, don't we? This is true. Dunstan is puny and foolish, but amusing to me. Cinder <laughs> Claw's ways are strange and confusing. And Victus is always getting into trouble. I must protect them from themselves. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I can that's live brilliant. with that. It's probably the mirror, like, of what he thinks of you. <laughs> Trying to help people. And it's crazy. <laughs> crazy well, people do that. Victor, we have to talk about this altruism thing. It's, it's really, <laughs> really a problem. Well, I chose my bonds. Victus smells more like prey than hunter. The spirit spoke to me of a great danger that follows Gorm. Of course. <laughs> and Cinderclaw has tasted my blood and I there as we are bound by it. Ew. Ew. <laughs> You probably had my blood mixed in a drink or something, because I doubt you could actually stomach it. You lit my oh, pipe oh. weed. Oh, I could do that. There's a dwarf song in there somewhere. Yeah, Dirk, where is your character? In a secure place. Lazy and didn't want to type, so I just marked up the PDF. That's fine. Oh, so long well, as, that so long doesn't as help I... me. What's his name? Gorm the Almighty. 
all should know his name. <laughs> Victus has felt the hellish touch of fire, and they now know my strength. I will teach Gorm the true meaning of sacrifice. Oh, dear. I cast something into the fire for, what's his name? Dunton, and still owe them their due. Dunston. Dunston. Dunston has insulted my deity, and I do not trust them. Gorm is a good and faithful person. I trust them implicitly. <laughs> Gorm is in constant danger, and I will keep them safe. He, he's on the front line, and yeah. you know, he's, he's, he is the, the pointy spear of Emery, whether he knows it or not. Okay, and I'm working on converting Cinderclaw to my faith. Because <laughs> right now, Cinderclaw seems to worship Cinderclaw. This is true. Everyone's more or less done. I, I hope. Jonas. Your stuff. Uh, cool. Uh, deep breath. Sleep of cold tea. I think um, we open on uh, this inn, right? Uh, from the outside, right? We we uh, see um, this like thatch roofed building uh, of mostly like um, uh, wood and and plaster type, uh, you know, cross beamed stuff. It says like there, there's a little like idyllic uh, image of like uh, people walking by with horses and and it's close to the woods so there's just big forest very uh, right nearby uh, there's a well uh, it, it looks idyllic there are butterflies fl- fluttering about uh, and it says like um, Green Goblin Inn 15 minutes ago 15 minutes earlier we see you guys walk up the path and enter the inn. Then we go to black screen, and I'm going to ask you some questions. You're on. You're on a way to to this this uh, crypt complex to to um, to do what, uh, Dun- uh, Dunstan? Investigate, because there's rumors that something unnatural's been living in the crypts. I sense a menace. Cool. Yeah, no overt attacks, but you know, there's rumors people seeing lights and so forth. I'm I'm gonna mess up. I'm gonna call you by your god's name instead uh, for some reason. How about the cleric? Yes, there we go. Victus, Victus, who sent you on this errand? Job Thursday. And that's Job, like the biblical. Yep, Job Job. I was gonna say, does he only give jobs on Thursday? Let's uh, let's say his name is Job, but everyone calls him Job because he's the one who uh, sends out the dispatches. Oh, one would call him a priest, but. Uh, He's more of uh, a foreman or a dispatcher. He's a boss man. Handles the clerical duties. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh. So how much more detail? No, that's uh, fine. I'm, I'm, I was just curious to see, like, who who's the interested party? Like, obviously, okay, this is something that's been brought to the attention of the, the cult. Yeah, whatever it is. So we're in the inn. Goddamn names. Uh, Cinderclaw. Who are you fighting, and why is everything on fire? <laughs> I'm fighting the innkeeper, because he okay. told me he didn't like our kind here. Uh, let's add a no salamanders allowed sign. <laughs> so I may or may not have uh, stuck up behind him, put my claw on his head, and set his hair on fire. Yeah, but why is everything on fire? And and Because uh, he started yeah. throwing me around. So you didn't and just... It, I didn't have my protective clothing on. So he may have started throwing me around like when I hit the wall my brand caught the 
wall on fire, and then when I rolled, the floor caught on fire, and then he threw me into a chair, that caught on fire. I am an angry salamander. Sure. Gorm, um, in what way is the, the innkeeper a worthy adversary? Well, he used to be a captain in the, the legions. Of course. Was successful in many campaigns before he retired to take the thing. Let's give him a paladin name. Let's call him... <laughs> Let's call him Sanguinus. Although I love, I, li- I like Titanius better. So this is the innkeeper Titanius. Does that automatically make him like seven feet tall? Of course, yes. That's probably the reason he was named Titanius. <laughs> he's massive, a former captain of the legions. Uh, he's done quite well for himself. Uh, retired to run an inn. Doesn't like salamanders because of the the long salamander wars, I assume, uh, where the legions had to um, had to go into the volcanic regions and and. and um, May, may I may I add another reason why he doesn't like salamanders? Sure, why not? It's the reason why he only has half a head of hair. Oh, totally. Yes, he's all like scarred on one side. Yeah, yeah, cool. Now he doesn't um, have any hair. <laughs> now he doesn't have any. You singed his last hair. Those were his last locks. And finally, I'm going to get your name right at some point, um, Victus. Why is this a PR nightmare for your cult? Does that even have to be a question? <laughs> Why is it explicitly a PR nightmare for your cult? <laughs> when we first came in, I told Titanius that Cinderclaw was on his best behavior, uh, <laughs> sworn by uh, Emery the Kind to uh, not create a trouble. <laughs> That did not last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he shouldn't have told me he didn't like my kind. <laughs> right, we don't serve your kind here. <laughs> I'll show you don't serve my kind here. Here, have a head full fire. We don't like salamanders in Green Goblin Inn. All right, cool. So um, we see maybe uh, Titanius hurling, you know, everything behind him uh, at the bar is like on fire and great big uh, tongues of uh, flame are, are, are uh, climbing up the walls. And he's hurling um, Cinderclaw, you know, over into like a mess of tables and chairs, which, you know, are singed and some of them catch fire. And there are patrons like rushing around, uh, and somebody's screaming for like, you know, uh, you know, uh, fetching water from the well or something. You, you can see Titanius, you know, feeling, you know, the seared part of his head. And then, uh, you know, you can see that, oh, now, oh, no, now it's on. Uh, he's turning and he's reaching for like his old legion sword and shield. Uh, what do you guys do? Well, first I pick up the guy I'd been sitting next to and drinking with and throw him through the window. <laughs> <laughs> For no apparent reason. <laughs> it's what you do. It's what you do. <laughs> it's like etiquette or something, right? <laughs> Barbell etiquette 101 with Gorm. <laughs> Remember, Gorm is a good and faithful person. He is saving this person from being burned alive. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, see? Don't, 
Dunstan uh, picks, grab, takes his mug and walks outside, finds a place to sit and s- smokes his pipe. we watching the place burn. <laughs> it's not his battle. <laughs> I am totally hissing and flying at him falling. When you sit down and you, and you take that first sip, you can see like this, this butterfly uh, on fire uh, on, <laughs> on, on the shoulder of the guy who was thrown out through the window, like who's lying there in a, in a mess of glass and, and splinters. I was splashing a little bit of my beer. <laughs> the butterfly, not the guy. The butterfly is so dead. It's, mm. it's never going to fly again. Stupid salamander. <laughs> Sip. <laughs> sit back and sip and let, you know, smoke my pipe weed. Meanwhile, I've wrapped my tail around Titanicus's neck. Well, you were thrown away, right, across the room into oh, right, say, right. tables and chairs. So what are you, what are you oh, doing I... when you when you get up from your tables and chair table and chairs? Um, is there a table behind or a chair behind me? Yeah, they're all around you now. I'm gonna take one with my tail and hurl it over my head at the guy. <laughs> Here, have a chair. All right, all right. Um, are you attempting to hurt poor Titanius? Uh, hurt? No. Humiliate? Yes. Okay. Uh, he is already humiliated. You have thoroughly humiliated him and p- potentially robbed him of his livelihood because uh, there's no way they're going to be able to put out this fire before most of this inn is burned down. So, like, is there an intent? Do you, do you mean to, like, dissuade him from attacking you or? Yes. Okay. I think this is a volley and you're using some sort of improvised weapon, a chair in this case. So uh, I want you to roll plus dex. Plus zero. Uh, roll 2d6 plus your plus your whatever, plus zero, to see what you get. Just like um, Apocalypse World. A four. <laughs> Mark experience. All right. Mark experience, indeed. Uh, something you do when you miss in Apocalypse World. And uh, not in Apocalypse World. It's Jesus Christ. Dungeon World. Uh, I shouldn't say Jesus Christ. I should say Emery the Kind. <laughs> Cool. So you hurl the, the chair and, and put some smugness, I'm sure, uh, expect it to crash satisfyingly upon the now burnt scalp of um, Titanius. But Titanius whips up his great legion shield just in time and the chair splinters on its great, you know, curved fe- uh, feature face. Um, oh, man. And, time to go. Time to go. And then almost before you can you can. Blink, Titanius has hurled a long pylum spear, throwing spear, right at you. Uh, And it Ah! comes searing and it pins you through the side to the floor. Uh, I want you to take a D8 damage. Yeah, that's Marts. That's straight through a kidney or something. Thank goodness you have four. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness it didn't hit any of the the, uh, fire propellant inside. I could have exploded in a fiery <laughs> crash. So yeah, guys, uh, the uh, Victus and and Gorm, you you see your friend, um, the salamander, <laughs> being pinned to the floor with the throwing spear. I will cry out. Why are you picking on the the silly lizard? Fight me! <laughs> <laughs> I assume you are taunting. It's using my. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Uh, move. <laughs> Roll plus con, Mister Barbarian Man. Would this be any of my, either of my appetites, my pure destruction, or fame and glory? <laughs> I mean, technically, it's both. Uh, you'll be famous if you if you defeat uh, Titanius for sure. Uh, and I mean, everybody will have heard of uh, the burning down of his inn. <laughs> 
I got a nine on a nine to seven. Only the weakest or most foolhardy fall prey to your taunting. <laughs> you know, I think maybe like there's there's this there's this other dude in there who is in peasant clothes and he's like patting down like fire from his arm and 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 you know he turns to you when you say that and you can see this like legion tattoo on his cheek uh, and he's like, "What? You can't talk to Titanius that way." I'll show you. And then he like reaches for a table, uh, a chair, right? And comes swinging for you. Titanius remains unmoved and, and single-minded in his purpose of ending the uh, foul salamander from the wicked volcano lands. Uh, okay. Meanwhile, what are, what is uh, our druid doing? Victus? Well, he's a cleric, but <laughs> that's okay. Druid, um, uh, cleric. I am an idiot and I will in interpose myself between Victus and the salamander and say, hold! Emery will reimburse you if you spare the life of this foolish lizard. Hmm. Interesting. I think maybe, you know, Titanus has stru- stru- stridden? Whatever. He's walked Strode. out from... from <laughs> stroden. He has stroden out. No. Uh, he has stepped out from behind the, the flaming bar and, you know, uh, the old, like, uh, legion uh, banner is, like, uh, being slowly eaten up by the flames in the background. And he has his, his uh, thick legion um, sword and his big shield. And, uh, you know, he's looking down at you with, with very little uh, commiseration and uh, squints. Uh, why don't you give me a, a charisma for parlay? Yeah, that's my dumb stat, you know. <laughs> I think I think compensation is leverage uh, in this case. Three. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> not very good. Yeah, I think Titanius just mutters, "Out of my way, puny priest!" and he slams you with the shield, right? And you go flying across the room. Um, and you sort of go skidding across the, uh, like, ember-filled, uh, um, smoking uh, straw floor, uh, uh, and you sort of slide to a halt in between this, this guy with the Legion tattoo and, um, and Gorm. Right. Uh, take 1d8 harm or, or damage. Okay, so, so that was serious. Uh, <laughs> yes. Three. That was 21. Okay, not too bad. Uh, also, if you have armor, remember to subtract. Um, I have chainmail. Okay, so that subtracts just one, right? Mm-hmm. That just makes it uh, insulting more than uh, life-threatening. Yes, yes. So uh, the, the salamander doesn't have any natural armor, right? Not that I can see, no. It says okay. you don't need any armor. Carry no weapon, need no armor. Interesting. Is there any move you have that allows you to, like, take less damage or something? You take damage, and that damage is odd. Ah, it was odd. It was odd. It was seven, right? Flames with your aid, 1d4, neither add that when you use your burning brand. Take that result. Four to summon your burning brand or reduce the damage by that amount. Roll your, roll your d4. Four. Oh, nice. So I'm still pinned, but that still takes me off. You can reduce damage, or again, you can you can count that toward um, uh, summoning your burning brand if you want to. I will count that toward summoning my burning brand because that stupid paladin is getting on my last nerve. Excellent. Okay, so you're still hurt, very hurt. Yes, uh, I'm still very hurt, but I'm also now very angry. But you now also have plus four to summoning your burning brand. 
which I'll let you do now if you want to do that. That's cool. Yes. I'll do um, My burning brand is a uh, pair of daggers that float in front of me. Plus con. What was my con? Zero. <laughs> okay, so. Plus four. Right, because you take the, the four forward. Eight. All right. Uh, let's see. 79, choose one. You may treat your int as your strength or dex in regards to making attacks with this weapon. Weapon always begins with the fiery touch, dangers, and three uses tag. Each attack with a weapon consumes one use. So choose one of the hand thrown near plus one damage and remove the dangerous tag. Remove the dangerous tag. Because I want, if he's able to, the cleric to be uh, I able think to pick in order, in order for it to be a weapon, it needs to be either hand or thrown near. Right. It's either a hand weapon or it's a thrown, you know, like a spear or something. So, uh. Oh, I'll totally make it a fire spear. He can, cool, he can okay. be pinned for a while. So you make it a spear. It's totally still dangerous. <laughs> oh, it's going dangerous right up his, you know what. So let, let's see, let's follow this through, right? So he, he slams, uh, poor, poor, uh, Victus aside and then he, you know, raises his sword to strike at you and you uh, summon forth this what like flaming spear or is it it's yeah. made of fire okay it's a fire spear and what do you do with it i hurl it at him <laughs> right well, i'm still bold. pinned but hey i have a tail yes you do so uh, that's plus dex let's see how you do yeah plus uh, zero there we go, six. Yeah, I missed. <laughs> Mark experience. <laughs> and something else catches fire. You hurl a spear, right? And it's this beautiful, like, uh, like fiery brand searing through the air toward Titanius. And unfortunately, like, he's a veteran of, of many wars against um, uh, the salamander people, and he just sort of goes into a half-crouch with a shield in front of him, and this is this is an artifact shield, right, from the salamander wars. It's it's made to be flame-retardant and, and resistant to, you know, salamander magic. So the spear goes onto it, and uh, it does this whole, like, weird ricochet, uh, completely unnatural thing where it, like, seems to be going into itself and then out. Like, it's sort of uh, it's it's like it changes direction instead of like uh, bouncing off, right? And it goes straight out the window and and pierces uh, poor Dunstan uh, right through the leg. Roll one d8 damage, poor Dunstan. Ow! I hope you have armor. Unfortunately, I have a shield and armor, so the shield doesn't count. So it's only I get six points. Okay. I'll, I'll give you the shield. I'm, I'm sure you right. had it right next okay, to you. So it's five points then, yeah. So it goes through you know. the shield and then <laughs> into your leg. Oh, the shield catches fire because it's a wooden shield. Thank you. Of course it does. <laughs> I sit there and I, you know, stamp it out and then just look and go. Your pants, <sighs> your pants catch fire. It burns yeah. like hell. You know, it's just like this burning spear in your leg, like out of nowhere. <laughs> I'll dump my leg into a trough and go, okay, this has to end. I'm going to shapeshift into a grizzly bear. And I was, I was about to say, he's so chill. This, uh, this <laughs> like, oh, learning brand, that's cool. No, I'm going to be a grizzly. Seven, so I get one hold. So um, when you transform, like... Uh, oh, I hold two. Okay, I hold two. Oh, okay. So uh, we think about, like, what a grizzly bear does. <laughs> a few things, like uh, mauled prey, uh, look for honey, that kind of stuff. Um, no, no. Not that stereotypical, maybe, but, you know, fish for salmon, that kind of stuff. We do, we, we give elk. it like three things that 
uh, Grizzly Bear would be good at. Break, uh, he's a hardy beast, so he probably would break, you know, be able to break through things. Totally, yes. Break Bear through. hug. I'll, 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 oh, I'll say claws. that goes under mauling and, and you know. Yeah, yeah. Mauling and claws, yeah. yeah. Hunt, uh, I guess. Hunt is a thing. You, you can yeah. Hunt. Basically, I'm going to go through the nearest opening. The wide open, uh, flaming uh, window. Indoor. <laughs> indoor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indoor, yeah, okay. Assuming you don't uh, like want to burn yourself further, like the brand is still in your leg, but now it's a slightly smaller looking, you know, spear mm-hmm. in a in a bear's hind leg. Can I brush it off? That'd be defy uh, danger, wouldn't it? Yes. So I'll use my strength to rip it out and throw it away. Uh, I think this is more dicks if you don't want to get burnt. Okay. All right. So mm-hmm. it's zero. And do I mark experience? I mark experience. Man, you guys are miss machines. This is great. I think you take an additional D4 uh, damage, uh, no mm-hmm. armor. See if some of your fur away. And then you go uh, barely and through the door. And we cut back to our staunch and uh, valiant and excellent barbarian with this uh, uh, upstart uh, legionnaire he rushing towards you with a with a chair. He's swinging right, right for you. Uh, what do you do? Not you. <laughs> Picks up a cha- table and just goes charging forward to knock this guy out of the way and get to uh, get to Titanius. <laughs> Hackenslash. Don't, don't bring a chair to a table fight. <laughs> uh, Hackenslash, my man. That's what barbarians are good at. Nine. Cool. So um, you deal your damage, and they get to make an attack against you. Um, I'm going to think about that while you deal your damage. And you describe how you, you deal your damage with your massive table. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm not concerned about this guy, so I just kind of brush by him as I'm trying to get to the <laughs> Titanius and just clip him. <laughs> Excellent. You may get a good smack on the back, on my back as I rush by. I, I think what happens is, like, you smack him and he s- sort of does a weird pirouette, and then he's about to fall, and then you step, you're about to step f- by him, and then he catches in your belt, and you're pulling him along. So you, you have a bit of a, an impediment. I'm going to say... For the duration of his hanging on to you, I'm going to give you a debility. I'm going to call you, um, uh, what's it called? The dex one. Clumsy? Yeah, right. So um, as long as he's hanging on, you have minus one to your dex uh, stuff. It's not going to stop you from smacking people, obviously. That would be silly. But yeah, so he's hanging on and you're stepping up, up, up towards uh, Titanius. And he's just like, he's just getting out of his crouch from the, the flaming missile. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think he raises his, uh, sword again to, to maybe run, um, run poor Cinderclaw through again. Is there any chance I can scramble over and try to heal Cinderclaw before Titania splits him in half? Not before, but you could certainly, we could certainly see you in the background, like scrambling up through the, uh, the straw and, and hurrying over. We're in progress. Medic. Yes. <laughs> cool. What, what do you do here, um? Uh, Mr. Barbarian. If I'm close enough, I'm just going to smack into him with the table. <laughs> cool. It sounds like you're defending to me, maybe. He's about to stab um, poor Cinderclaw in the face or body, um, yeah. and you're barely into it, right? Don't let me do, don't let me do that to me. <laughs> Roll plus con. Oh, nice. Hold one. So long as you stand in defense, when you or the thing you defend is attacked, you may spend hold one for one to choose 
uh, an option. So you can redirect an attack from uh, the thing uh, you defend to yourself, half the attack's effect or damage, open up the attacker to an ally giving that ally plus one forward against the attacker, or deal damage to the attacker equal to your level, your choice. Have the uh, attack's effect. Cool. Okay, so you barrel into him, and uh, his uh, blow ends up being like a glancing uh, strike. Let's see. Uh, roll a d8 for me. Um, somebody. Anyone. Gorm. Let's, let's do Gorm. Let's do, roll a d8. So uh, let's round down. So three. You take another three. Salamander on the floor. <laughs> we, we may get to the last breath very fast. Uh, I did. Uh, yeah. Cool. May. May. We don't know. I only have bear two points a bear on the way. <laughs> exactly. About the time when we see um, our cleric scurry over and prepare the the spell, you know, the bear, the the <laughs> the entire uh, doorway is darkened by this giant bear <laughs> with a blaming blaming a blaming stick, a, a flaming stick in here. Blazing <laughs> stick. Here you go. Blazing. Yeah. I'm going to maul Titanius. <laughs> All right. So, so how, does that do? Does, does that do any extra damage? Uh, I think I, you do fewer damage. That's that's it. But it's, it's also a move. So does the move itself have extra damage? Or pretty sure it doesn't. Uh, you use your own stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. sometimes, like when you do a bear thing, like uh, break into a storage or um, hunt, like you spend one of your uh, hold right that you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you do that. You just get to do it. But when you're like hacking and slashing in combat, that's that's different. You still spend a hold, right? Because this is a yeah. bear. Yep. So chomp and miss. I think you you want to like claw him and slash him, uh, mm-hmm. but he moves in such a way that you two end up being like uh, wrapped up in a this spinny dance, and you go crashing through the in wall. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Oh, so like, dance of fiery death. Yes, you have the like flaming <laughs> bits of wood and and thatch flying everywhere in my yes. mossy green fur. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. That's the thing that is that persists. Um, and you two roll out into the the backyard uh, where a bunch of people are like screaming frantically around the well, and they're like desperately uh, uh, and uselessly hurling like pails of water on like a corner of the inn which isn't really on fire is the other side that's on fire but they're so panicked you're you're right on the kind of edge at the beginning of the the woods mm. and you end up uh beneath titanius you end up like beneath him and and like he sticks his shield between your jaws so you can't quite get at him so apparently bear wrestling is also in a skill set <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, he put that shield in front of him when I attacked him, so it's been between the two of us all the way out there. Yes. Let's see, Mr. Cleric, Mr. Victus, let's see if you can be as kind as your patron deity. What Help. are you attempting to do? Help. The classic cure light wounds, CLW. What, what does that look like? What, what do you do when, when, you, when you heal people with the power of, of um, Emery the Kind? Basically, it is me uh, doing lay on hands, as as Dunstan typed, but I'm also beseeching Emery and his kindness. And at the same point, I'm also saying, uh, Cinderclaw, Emery the kind will heal you, but you must return the favor. So it's a deal. Is it like like he must he must perform an act of kindness of some kind, or like help someone who's hurt? 
That that is for the person who is healed in Emory to decide together. I see. Okay. Okay. Basically, it, it, it's uh, our insidious way of helping and uh, recruiting. <laughs> I did get a partial on that, unfortunately. So uh, he will be uh, getting some healing, but you draw unwelcome attention or put yourself on a spot. You also touched me, which means um, burning fiery hands. I tried to touch you lightly. <laughs> no, if you didn't touch my brains, you're fine, but... You only have to touch the the, the spear and, and the wound, I guess. You know, I don't know what you even do if you even touch it. Like, if, if you just, like, do some weird emotions and, and, and uh, entreat Emery to, to aid. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Heal your D8. There you go. Emery must be looking out for you. Eight points. Does that mean that the spear's out? I can actually get up, or? Oh, yeah, I, I would imagine that it is. Because I'm going to charge after the innkeeper. When you feed things to um, to the flames in this sacrifice for future generations, is there a particular, like, descendant that is re- particularly, like, greedy or hungry? Yeah, we call her the All-Mother. Can I sacrifice to the All-Father or the All-Mother? If the All-Mother does more powerful things, the All-Father really doesn't do much. Except for maybe given like, uh, but well, I, want I mean, okay, so so there are uh, deity type Julius. ancestors slash descendants in yes. the flames. Okay, okay, okay. They speak cool. to me sometimes. So, Only when they're pleased. All right, and and how do they normally communicate with you? Through the fire, like they they form. Words only I can understand or thoughts only that come only into my head through the flames. I think as the wound is uh, knitting together, right, as, as um, Victus is saying this whole, uh, you know, doing his motions and, and the spear is coming out, the, a gout of flame leaps up out of the wound and this guttural <laughs> kind of thing, voice uh, start spewing this uh, weird uh, language that you don't understand, um, Victor's. But you feel a pressure in your head, and this like weird voice echoes in it, and you can feel something being seared into your mind. You don't know what it is, but uh, you know that it's probably not something Emery would approve of, right? Um, <laughs> and then the gout is like... Phew, turns to, to air and smoke, and you're done. Did I understand that voice? Let, yeah. me, let me ask, when, uh, when the flame speaks with another, do you, is it a personal thing? Oh, it's or a personal is it, thing. Okay, it, okay. The flame speaks to somebody else. I can't yeah. even hear it. Oh, okay. So then in, in, in that case, it was just a weird flame out of you, out of your wound. Let's hop on over to uh, the barbarian. So, uh, the, you're about, I mean, you smack him, right? And he staggers off, and then this big bear comes barreling in and, like, go through, goes through the wall with, with Titanius, and, like, he's clearly, obviously stealing your glory. And this, this annoying idiot that's hanging onto your belt and, and, like, uh, yanking and, and trying to get his bearing. It, it's a, it's a real shit fest. Uh, what do you do? Pick up this guy who's, like, hanging on to me and just, like, <laughs> Hurl him into the, all the bottles at the back of the bar. Why do you vex me? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that uh, sounds like a strength um, defy danger. 
There we go. Excellent. Uh, d- describe his his uh, beautiful, horrifying flight. <laughs> Arms akimbo, flailing about, crashes into the the liquor, which pours on him and lights him on fire. <laughs> It was probably a very girly scream uh, of panic as he's completely immolated. Now I can fight Victus and a bear. <laughs> cool, or, so you step out. Titanius. <laughs> All right, so Titanius, not Victus. See, it happens to other people too. Excellent. Yeah. I'm not alone. Yeah. So so hurling hurling him uh, barward, uh, what's your next move here, Gorm? Rush now after the, where the fight is. Right. Okay. So you can see uh, Titanius and the bear wrestling uh, on the ground by the well, and a bunch of people are, are uh, you know, they've stopped hurling water on the inn and, and, t- and rush to a distance. And some of them are, are like, one of them are like, have grabbed this like hoe and doesn't quite know if, if he should attack or not. And uh, Titanius is like sitting astride of the bear, like with his shield down over the bear. So the bear can't get to him with his rams. He's uh, he's fairly open. If you want to do some something sincerely uh, dishonorable, run, grab him, and roll and pull him off the bear, and maybe hurl him towards the well. <laughs> that sounds like uh, defy danger strength. Um, can I aid him? Oh, totally. I get, yes. Get, I get my feet up so I can actually push him off. And I get him up onto the shield so I push him off the same time he hits. Hits him. So I roll my bond so I get a plus one. And nope. XP. A Gorm barrels into the two of you and, and grabs, uh, you know, tackles or grabs uh, um, Titanius, like tramples you in the face. Take a D6. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not inclined to give you... Uh, it wasn't intentional, right? So I don't want to make you roll the, the whole D10. Not so bad. Not so terrible bad. Only stepped on your liver. <laughs> if your liver is in your face. <laughs> and I get an eight. Mm-hmm-hmm. I think the obvious thing is that you, you, you do it, right? But you, you and Titanius both go tumbling into the well. All right. <laughs> well, just grabs well. onto you. You go falling for for a little bit. Uh, you know, you, you're crashing into the wall a couple of times. You know, one, two, three, boom, and then splash uh, into the water. And it's far. The water's far lower than anyone would expect. So you you take some um, some damage, right? I don't want to be too mean. So let's see if you can maybe use him for landing uh, padding. Let's do that. Uh, let's let's defy danger with Dex, and the danger is you you are on on the bottom, and of course you no longer have the ability since you're rid of the the asshole. Nice, cool. So you managed to land on uh, Titanius. <laughs> so this isn't your first trip uh, being thrown into a well, huh? Probably not. Uh, deal half your damage. So do a D10 plus. Uh, oh no, no, uh, half half a D10. Five, so two. Kablamo. Nice. Okay, so he he gets like the wind knocked out of him, and he's this in this like half sort of shallow water where uh, you can fl- he can float sort of, but uh, like you could easily push push him underneath if you wanted to. You maybe have some scrapes, but that's that's the worst you've suffered. Are you with us, Dunstan? Not Dunstan, uh, Victus. Yeah, dogs calm for the moment. So when you um, healed uh, the salamander, this gout of flame 
erupted from the wound, right? And this right. deep guttural roaring voice, you know, seemed to speak out to you. And it's like this gout lingered in the air too long. And as it, as it spoke, you felt this like pressure in your skull, uh, this horrible searing pain as something was seared into your mind. Uh, something that was, is most assuredly not something Emery would approve of or like. But then, like that, the, the flame had dissipated and it was just like smoke. Something has marked you. Great. We, we right, I mean, the, the inn is essentially like falling to pieces uh, all around you. Oh, look, there's a large hole in the wall. We can look yes. right through that. <laughs> yep. Okay, so you, so you got, run outside, look around. Right. So and... you dash out and you can see the bear like coming to his feet, I guess. Uh, and where are may- they? Maybe you see the last, maybe you see like, you hear an oh, and then you see like the 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 four feet of Titanius and um, uh, Gorm as they plummet down into the well. And there's some there's uh, like three quick uh, thumps, and then there's a splash thump. That's 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 worth a face palm. Oh, I'm not going down there. That's water. That is <laughs> that is a lot of water. You go get them. <laughs> Inconceivable. Meanwhile, the bear the, he sees a guy with the hoe, and he turns to him, just just, just roars at him. He drops <laughs> the hoe and himself. <laughs> then the bear starts petting himself and realizes he doesn't. His pipe weeds back in his other body. <laughs> Get the rope out of my backpack. Right. Somebody's going to need it. Smash cut back to the well. What's going on in the well? What, what's uh, um, Gorm doing? Trying to give his knee on the neck to hold him down. <laughs> okay. I think his shield is probably that didn't fit down the well. Like he dropped it, um, but I think he has his sword, so um, it's still like a risk. So if you want to harm him, uh, it's hack and slash. There we go. Thirteen. Very nice. At your option, you can do an extra d6 if you open yourself to your enemy's attack. Sure. Cool. Uh, so d10 plus d6. So uh, like you you push him down and like there's a gurgling. <laughs> Right, and there are bubbles, and and he's looking ever more frantic, but and he starts to stab up with, with the sword, and he managed to ca- manages to catch you across the ribs for uh, uh, what did I say, a D8? It's like stabbing along, you know, from underneath, but up away from you, and not into your ribs. So it's fairly cool. Opens up a gash, starts bleeding into the water of the of the well. Now you fight me. <laughs> Well, you do have his undivided attention. You, you got up, 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 up top. You can hear like the this weird stony echo of like gurgling and 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 splashing and swearing from Gorm. What do you guys do? Well, I'm probably next next to next to Victus as he's guys rope out, and I'm still in bear form. I look over to him and go, rawr, rawr. "Well, you're not going to jump down. I'm not going to jump down. I'm wearing chainmail." Says, "Help me with the Pat him on the back, you know, whoomp, whoomp, and then wrap my claws around the rope and, you know, nod and have you throw it down or whatever. I guess I could hold the rope as long as I don't burn <laughs> through it at inopportune times. Right, so you, you guys fasten a uh, rope to some. What do you do? Cinder claws. Is there anything you can do to contain the fire so it doesn't yeah. spread? You know, yeah. absorb the flame or something? Uh, well, no, but I can control it. That, that that would come in handy. What do you want me to do with it? Not let it spread to the forest would be good. Okay. He's just going <laughs> to trundle off. 
Rawr, nod my head. I would like to make it take random animal shapes and entertain the te- the crowd while still keeping it in a singular area. Or horribly frighten the crowd. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> They can be entertained. They can be frightened. That's their choice. As you create a uh, secret cult of uh, pyromaniacs. That would be Zuko style. Uh, when you burn the flame to your will. Okay, so so uh, you wish to accomplish what? And just uh, terrify slash um, entertain the crowd with various animal shapes and random warriors fighting in the flames. Just oh. essentially keep the flame in the same place. Just play with it. So you, so you want to also prevent it from spreading? Yes. Okay. Go but I'm also it. playing with it because I'm silly. That's whiz, right? Yes, wisdom. Which is pleasure. Wonderful. Ten. <laughs> cool. So it does as you command, taking the shape and movement that you desire for as long as it has fuel on which to burn. <laughs> so the guy's place is going to be a, a wreck, but at least the forest won't catch fire. <laughs> Beautiful, Which was right? my intention anyway. Uh, somebody in the crowd, like, uh, you know, just f- falls down onto their knees with their mouth wide open, staring at the weird shapes. And the others are like, they're, they're sort of screaming about sorcery and curses and, and rushing away, uh, as all these like warriors and animals start to cavort in the flame. And uh, I think down below, uh, in the well, like, uh, you're struggling with, um, with, um, Titanius and, and in the struggles, he's, he's sort of kicking every which way one of these kicks dislodges uh, or like caves in uh, the wall like the stone piled stone inner wall of the the well and this really awful noxious stink starts emitting from from this crack that he's kicked open it's clearly you know clearly there's some space on the other side of this these like rocks that he's managed to uh, break through to uh, catches in your nostrils, and it's the the rankest, most vile putrefaction you've ever smelled. Not a cesspool, more like dead, dead things, dead, cursed things. What do you do? Pull Titanus up and goes, "Who have you buried under your inn?" <laughs> He's spitting and, and coughing. Well, what are you talking about? I have not buried anyone under the inn. Stick his head into the uh, the open. <laughs> Splat. Ah! Ah, that's vile! Ah, must be the catacombs! I didn't know they stretched this far! Mm, Victus will be interested in that. (laughs) Well, are you gonna finish me off or what? Uh, He is soaked. He is weak. He is, uh, like, his lips are all bluish. He looks pretty limp and pathetic. Ah, You are defeated. (laughs) Let's go back up. And that's when the rope comes like, down. He doesn't do it obviously in an obvious way, but you can definitely sense a sigh of like relief. <laughs> cool. And then the rope comes, you know, falling down and right in his face. And no problem. You can I'll just tie it around him. Oh, cool. Who's holding the rope up up there? Well Bear Invictus. Yep. Alright. Bear Invictus. <laughs> wow, this is really heavy. Corn needs Burr. to go on a diet. <laughs> you can't look down into the well. It's not that bad. <laughs> and we probably heard catacombs echo up. <laughs> For sure, yes. Or more, more like we smelled, Oof, who died down there? Oh, yeah. If you go near and you pull at the rope, yeah, for sure. That comes up. 
I'm pretty sure all the townspeople are going to just love what we've done to their drinking water. <laughs> you know, you haul uh, him up. Uh, you get up. Uh, we cut to a... a, a Gorm comes crawling out of the well and goes, where's the bear? Oh, right. <laughs> That's unresolved. <laughs> the bear's right Rawr. there. You see the bear shrug. Rawr. This is not a very uh, imposing bear. He's standing up. He's seven foot tall. Yes, but he's he's shrugging. You see, I clock him up, and uh, I spend that last hold and shrink down to little old Gunston. Moss in his hair. Moss in his hair. Pulls out his pipe weed, and Gorm laughs at him. <laughs> Even as a bear, you are silly. Blow <laughs> smoke ring at him. And I grab my poultices out of my bag, and I'm going to, uh, physician, heal thyself. Uh, Is think- there absolutely anything left of the end, or has it burnt to a complete cinder? The ravenous beasts and warriors are making short work of it. Uh, it's going to be like uh, a, a seared outline of a house, uh, and in, uh, by the time it's done, it's still technically flaming. Um, it's not safe to go inside. To, to the defeated Titanius. Yeah, I'm deeply sorry about the uh, inn. I'm not. He's in a crumpled mess, uh, all wet, uh, you know, with his short hair is like sticking to his forehead. Um, like he he looks completely and utterly spent. <laughs> so like, that was for retirement. Yeah, he's kind of looking dead-eyed at the, at the inn burning down. <laughs> I want to add insert faulty entry. May I please? I'm going to walk over. Find the no salamander sign and go chuck it at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like half burned, but you can still make out the no salamanders, like the face of the salamander and the cross out. What? Well, screw you. <laughs> Titanus looks down at the sign and he's like, I just want to be left alone and you burn us in down. How is this fair? How is this right? And he looks pleading. <laughs> it's not, but we'll make it right. The kind will see to that. The kind? You've done the kindness of taking my livelihood away from me. Well, at least you don't have to worry about bigotry anymore. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> Counter-asshole, I, I hasten to add. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have defeated your initial threat. <laughs> Going to the inn. At least we don't have to worry about the old man in the uh, corner trying to give us some kind of cockamamie fetch quest. Sure. <laughs> If you want to, quote-unquote, make camp uh, in a different corner of the former Green Goblin Inn, uh, like in the... Or I'll just curl up on the poles. In the adjacent stables or something. Uh, that down my nest. You can certainly treat yourselves. And um, if you, you want so? to, like, take... If you want to take a couple of hours and you have an FXP, I'll, I'm fine with you leveling up. Thankfully, you have a halfling druid. I heal 1d6 when we make camp. In presence uh, of open flame, I heal completely, so you don't need to heal me. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> you, you are fine. I'm fine. I'm a fine lizard. Here's a question, Mr. Halfling. Is this something you're actually in? Uh, I mean, uh, maybe you are. I don't know. You know, we see the inn burning to the ground in the background while you're singing healing songs of spring and brook to your friends. Yep. <laughs> if if Titanus comes, comes nearby, I'll heal him too. You roll once, and that's going to count for everybody. Let's do that. All right. Four. Everybody gets four extra. Everyone who's damaged, uh, except for, obviously, the cheating emulator, 
you heal half your your uh, total max hit points uh, plus four. So if you if you took any kind of damage, uh, I don't think anyone was really super hurt except for the salamander. Yes. All right. So you you take some time to take a breath and watch the inn burn down. Watch Titanius, uh, you know, stare at it for you know half an hour or so, and then slowly making his way down the road with his sodden clothes and his sword. Oh, don't forget the shield. Unless he forgot it in his in his well, pain. <laughs> if he forgot it, uh, I would definitely hold on to it for him. Cool. Grab the shield. You have the shield. So what's left of my wooden shield? Is it completely burned away? <laughs> nah, it just has uh, this like little Scar. Seer, seer hole uh, right. where the spear went through. You now no longer have an inn to enjoy uh, festive things in uh, on your way back, but at least you have a an alternate entrance, perhaps, into the catacombs you are seeking. What means is your plan? It means climbing down. Well, actually, um, if the inns, uh, I mean, if the uh, catacombs have, are covering more territory than we thought, mm-hmm. what's well, the purchase? Yeah, perchance that we can get to the basement of the inn and see if there's an entrance to the catacombs there. Well, the end, the basement's now wide open. His root cellar is probably the only thing not let, not burned to burned to the ground. Might as well, since we're here, start looking there. Personally, going down the well, I, I do not approve of because okay. water. Besides the water, at any point, a angry villager might decide, hey, you know, we're going to cut this rope. That's uh, <laughs> our only way back. Sure. All right. You could carry on and and take the main entrance into the the catacombs, uh, or you could go search the end or what's left of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, since we're making camp anyway and spending time here, it wouldn't yeah. hurt the mm-hmm. luck. Mm-hmm. All right. So at the ass end of your camping, uh, you uh, Victus, you go poking around the s- still smoldering remains of the the inn. Sure. In the cellar. Okay. I'll what do you it. do? You. Uh, I think. Um, it's this. Uh, uh, it, it was an interior cellar, right? You you got to it through the inside of the inn, uh, like underneath the pantry or something. Yeah. Uh, and um, the hatch is seared and has this um, like little ring that you grab and pull it up by. And there are like some some black burnt bits of wood from uh, from the ceiling and walls covering it. But you you get to brush that aside, no problem. And you get down into um, uh, this, you know, uh, little, I guess, uh, you know, food storage type cellar. A lot of it is weird or spoiled. I guess you, you when smoked? you open it up, yeah, they're smoked, <laughs> completely smoked, right? Uh, there are big enough gaps in the in the planks of the hatch to like let through smoke for sure. Any hams? Oh, for sure. Smoked um, ham. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably smoke it a little longer, but okay. Uh, a lot of like, there's probably like melted fat. Uh, they're probably glistening, and there's probably you know been dripping onto the floor. Um, there are other bits of like food preserves and uh, and stuff down here, kind of a mix and match. Um, the walls appear to be well a, a pit, <clears throat> and then uh, then reinforced with with uh, stones. Kind of cramped, not not too huge of a room. Uh, maybe let's say ten feet by seven. Mm-hmm. Cozy. Would touch the uh, end of my staff and conjure up a bright ball of white light, and just sit there and just start 
waving around, poking it, seeing if there's anything that might indicate a uh, an entrance to the catacombs here. It yeah. sounds like you are trying to discern realities. Why not? <laughs> uh, roll plus whiz. I can do that. Do, 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 do. I think a 12 is uh, pretty discernible. <laughs> All right. So uh, do you have the discern realities question list in front of you? Yes, I do. Excellent. What is not as it appears to be? What should I be on the lookout for? And what here is useful or valuable to me? I, I'm pretty sure I know what happened recently. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that That's the obvious thing, right? It burned down. Everything was – a lot of the, the food was either spoiled or um, smoked by mistake. But uh, for sure, there are still things of value. Like there are uh, like uh, smaller kegs of drink, probably wine of some kind. Uh, or maybe some some heavier liquor like uh, a whiskey or brandy or something that you could bring with you that that would count as rations for sure. And uh, when you start poking around the walls, like at first there's nothing in particular, uh, but with the light you have with you, you start to see that in some of the cracks and interstices between in the mortar, right between the stones. You first see like little gaps, and then when you pull, move your hand across the gap, you feel like this draft. And this is in the uh, in the direction of um, uh, like like the courtyard outside the uh, the inn. So it's kind of opposite to the well. Oh, that's a relief. Well, <laughs> Gorm, Dunstan, Cinderclaw. I think um, Titanius uh, may have. Had his shield and sword ready for a reason. There's an entrance here. Ooh. I'm going to slither, slither over. All right. Um, it's a cramped, cramped little uh, food cellar, essentially. Yeah, and obviously. What, what what does this like light ball look like? Literally an orb of white light on the tip of my staff. So just... Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're Gandalfing around down there. Okay, cool. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I, I, I told you I was going to play this as jaded high fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyone sticking their head down there can see very clearly, like all the all the the uh, ruin, all the little kegs and stuff. I'm going to say one bottle of fine brandy escaped the uh, immolation. I'm cool with that. Sure. And maybe the the shank end of the ham is probably well smoked, so I'll just carve it off with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> You are braver than I, because it is smoked with uh, barroom floorboards. <laughs> this is not your preferred smoking of wood. Well, I did, I did say it didn't have floorboards. It had like a dirt floor and then uh, straw for floor. So, but still, yeah. uh, dirt. Yeah. Yeah. So I look at sniff and take a bite. Edible, right? What about the uh, opening? Yes, Gorm. Think you can charm this uh, door? It's pointing uh, to, like, a bit of, of, of wall. <laughs> it's made out of stone. Hmm. Is there a timber that has escaped the fire that I can use as a battering ram? Sure. Enough of enough of it anyway. Bit of a bit of a uh, cramped space, but if everyone else gets out, then you can surely... You yeah. can maybe jump down and then uh, heave to. No problem. Yeah, that was my plan to get the heck out of there. So, yeah, it, let's let, let Gorm do what Gorm does best. If the timber's long enough, uh, I'll lend a hand. I'm not a schlep. <laughs> All right. At least you're not the halfling, so you're not dangling from the end. 
if Gorm goes to town with the uh, the beam, uh, like in in short order, the 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 stone uh, comes loose from the mortar, and you open up this uh, uh, passage that had been uh, walled over, uh, and it's this little alcove. Maybe maybe once upon a time there wasn't an inn here. There was this mound, and this was kind of this and the entrance. Uh, so there's this, there are these bigger blocks, uh, buried in the dirt, uh, that make up walls to either side and a, and a block, stone block above you. And it's kind of low, so you have to kind of, you will have to crouch down. And inside, uh, the passage has these, like, uh, slab steps, and it goes down into the dark. You can f- smell maybe a faint smell of decay and rot and corpses. I guess I got the big bright light. I might as well lead the way. You make a better target, too. So you, you file in one by one, uh, go down the passageway. Sure. You are, you're all killed in a rock trap. Again. Uh, <laughs> uh, you come down into a roughly, uh, I wouldn't say circular, but like, I don't know, octagonal room, all like put together by these big old like granite slabs. And there's a central... It's kind of a pillar made from finely, when I say finely, I mean crudely, crudely uh, stacked uh, rocks uh, in, a, in a pillar shape in the center. And there are these like iron fittings with the little like oil cups that you can you could pour oil into and then light on fire, I guess, in the new braziers. Uh, there are uh, two other like um, corridors away from here. You you get this like faint. Uh, you all hear this like faint, weird, ghostly whistling sound, as if like maybe the wind is blowing through some narrow passage somewhere. But it sounds almost like somebody is mocking you with a whistle in a long, eerie way. That's ominous. Is it coming from one just one of the doorways, or is it coming from both doorways? You can't quite tell. Mm. Maybe both. So- we need something with good hearing. Um, here, hold my shield. I'm going to try to turn into into a wolf. So that's two. That's my wisdom. Two d six. See if I can turn into a wolf and then use my superior wolf senses as a move to cool. discern realities. So there you go. Yes. So I'll make a discern realities roll, which again is based on my whiz. So yeah, yeah, I shape shift into a, into a gray wolf, and I'm sniffing. My ears are twitching, and I'm trying to determine which way that sound is, is coming from. Uh, if all you want to know is the direction, that's, I'll give it to you for free for for a spend. Okay. Uh, but I also want to just figure out what else is out out there because I can smell, so I can smell and hear and hear better than other folks can. So yeah, direction that's fine. I also want to get, have an idea what what else is down here. Cool. Roll uh, discern. I just did. Yeah, so I rolled a 10 again. What should I be on the lookout for? That's the first one. I think in amidst all amidst all the like rot and uh, decay and putrefaction and dust, you smell like this rank, days-old sweat. Mm. There are probably living people down here somewhere. What here is not what it appears to be. Hmm. Let me suck on that for a moment. Do you have a third? What happened here recently, besides us coming down here? You see, you know, peering into one of the passages, you see like a scattering of bone, but kind of uneven. And it's human, but kind of bits of bone 
but you don't see any like shelves or or slabs where like a corpse would be deposited. So just bone. Yeah, just bone. Like either somebody died and was crushed and swept away by something, or or like somebody's mm-hmm. been carrying bones around and dropping them. Hmm. Like someone's so has been emptying out uh, burial chambers, something like that. Could be that. Yeah. Why mm. they would be interested in bones, though? That's that's maybe an odd. I'll growl and then you know point. There's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> so the, are these no. fresh bones, like recently uh, removed of the of the flesh? No, these appear to be old. Uh, and they're like odd, like they they had like weird growths on them, weird weird um, uh, what's the word? Um, not bone, but the stuff that grows between bones, like like boxers, cartilage, cartilage. There you go, like weird cartilage growths on them. They certainly don't look right. Mm. So they're not human. They're human, right? They're human bone for sure, but they they, they something's happened to them either in life or after. Like they had a really bad case of arthritis or something like that. Yeah, but it's not can in I like break one open it's, and it's see not in where you would, marrow in it. You can open it up, but it's it's very dry. Um, no marrow. Well, wow. I mean, dry marrow, I guess, dried out mar- marrow that's no no longer fresh by a couple of centuries. I was just thinking, if it still has marrow in it, then it's not like a disease or anything. So cool. More than I know. What here is not appear. What it appears to be, um, I think, with the keener wolf ears, you are pretty sure that the whistling sound is not uh, natural. Like you can't figure out what it is, but it's not like the wind coming down some passages. You've heard that kind of kind of sounds before. This is something else. And is it coming down this pass from this passage? That you can't tell. That I can't tell. I hate because I, I got two holes left. I hate to use them without this because I need it. I need to tell them. So back into my normal form, and I go, okay. I smell people down here, and this that whistling sound is un is unnatural. Something's making it. It's not just wind. Well, then let's go find out what's making it. Grab my shield. Le- I'm put my trundling sh- down the the corridor. Put my shield over my shoulder. I walk very oddly with six legs. It's not hard to keep up with me. So you're, you're heading out into the into the blackness of the catacombs. No, we got we got everybody behind us. Yes. Can I set my nose on fire just so I can see? Yeah, a nose on fire wouldn't that blind you? Oh well, then my chin on fire. Sure, I'm not going to stop you. If you want to have fire hair, that's that's fine. Um, I will. I will have. You fire do hair. have the light. Like I think it's fairly long lasting. This. Um, Light I don't want to wait. It, it, it lasts as long as I want it to, as long right. as it's with me. So you have uh, some light. You just, uh, you know, you're, you're darting ahead a little. That's fine. Yes, I am. So I have fire air now so I can see. Pretty soon it becomes clear that, you know, uh, this complex is much larger and complex than you expected. Here and there you start to see uh, uh, shelves with bones uh, and half desiccated corpses um, with uh, what you assume to be be moldy, rotted grave clothes, a few coin, maybe like pocket can change, if you're interested. Oh, where the eyes can would be. Can I burn a few of these just so we can keep track of the halls we've been down? I'm asking that to uh, Frick Fictus. <laughs> names. I, I I don't do well with names. 
Victus? Yeah. Well, uh, I guess the first question is, uh, is there any particular order that these catacombs belong to? I don't know. Are, do they? Is this a uh, place where, um, is, is, this, uh, is, this, is that why you were sent here by, um, by the Emery cult? Is that why they're so concerned? Unfortunately, Job wasn't very specific. I think we were just sent because there was trouble. Is there something or anything familiar to you in here? Like uh, something familiar about the preservation of the bodies or the layout or like anything at all? What does this scratching in the wall here mean? <laughs> For instance. <laughs> Actually, I'll look at one of the coins. Which which emperor or king hit did they come from? Ooh, that, interesting. That would date this these scripts. Why don't, why don't you spout lore? All right, I'll spout lore. And I'm going. Hmm, some <laughs> some dead dead human. Yeah. <laughs> I think you maybe pick up the coin, uh, mm-hmm. and there's this the face at first, like it's this person, but then. As you're like eh, about to like ah eh, some person I don't know them, the face on the coin changes into that of a stag, a horned stag, and the eye begins to bleed and bleed onto your fingers. What do you I do? Hold, I hold it out and drop it, and then look <laughs> look around and wipe my hands on Victus's robes. Hey, so well, yeah, then yes, we'll never know because <laughs> <laughs> I am eager to burn something. Is it still a stag, or is it turned back to the to the face? Uh, no, no, the, it's a stag. It's bleeding from from it, its tiny eye uh, in the middle of a coin. That's this not is a little, natural. Like, silver silver coin, right? I point to it. Look, it's bleeding. You're the you're the you're the person with the connection to the gods. What does it mean? Am I allowed to pull crap out of out of thin air? Spout lore. You can spout lore for sure. Sure. Let's go and spout something here. Five. Okay. <laughs> wow. That, you have to try really hard to get a five uh, with plus two. So uh, there's this old, old story that is, uh, you know, hidden away maybe in the archives of the the cult of, of Emery the Kind uh, in these pre-Emery in the from the pre-Emery era where where uh, Emery was not very kind at all, but um, a, a quite sanguine deity. Uh, and it was said that Emery perhaps walked the great woods as a, a stag that had been pierced through many times by by hunter's arrows, but it wouldn't die. And anyone who saw Emery uh, would be blinded, right, would start bleeding from their eyes and forever lose their sight. And people maybe revered Emery out of uh, complete and utter, like, terror that they would run into the stag. It was like hunters would, would uh, sacrifice coin uh, made in, in hunting uh, and other other votives that would leave these things at, at shrines. Why it would be here, you're not sure. I'm not oh, sure. By the, but, by the but, way, uh, uh, in what circumstance did you uh, learn of this? Like, how did you come about this information? Like, since it's kind of hidden. Well, uh, it's something that we have the cult. It's in our handbook. Uh, oh, I can't uh, be in your handbook, right? It has to be like it's it's one of those secrets that like. Well, it's in the keeps. secret handbook, of course. Oh, okay, I see it—the secret, <laughs> secret handbook. <laughs> the secret—it's the handbook that is kept secret from all of their handbooks. You know what? Let me ask, and uh, let's go and talk with Emery. Oh, very cool. Can, how bad can that be? First time I've seen this move. Okay. 
Yeah, it's worse. Divine guidance. When you petition your deity according to the precept of your religions, you are granted some useful knowledge or boon related to your deity's domain. The GM will tell you what. I don't even think there's a role. I just have to yeah, so hold, what hold the do? coin and I hold the coin and pray to Emery and say, give us uh, guidance. Where should we go? What do you seek of us? And guess what? That falls into a rote called uh, guidance. The symbol of your deity appears before you and gestures toward the direction or course of action your deity would have you take and then disappears. So I will pray, ask for his wisdom, hold out the coin, and then see what the coin does. Ah. I'm being helpful. Hmm. Well, I mean, do you want to use the spell or do you want to have divine guidance? Because they're technically yes. different moves. Technically both. Uh, divine guidance when I'm holding the coin and then using the, the rote guidance uh, when I release it. Let me check out the spell real quick. Boom. When you petition Emory for like a sign or a boon, is there some offering or uh, votive in, involved or anything at all? We usually deal in promises and favors. Okay, That's how we cool. gain our power. So, so what what I, is your promise? I will what do you follow, say? I guess I will follow uh, Emery's way. Uh, you lead. That's, and that's a given. That's a given. You're a cleric of Emery. You're going to follow his way. Yeah. Well, what is the promise? You're, you're going to. What is the un- uncomfortable? Uh, you know, begrudging thing you're you're going to agree to or or like offer up? What what is valuable to Emery the kind that uh, you know he would take? As, as a promise that he would seek. Uh, I, I, my tithing will go from 10% to 100. <laughs> you offer him money. <laughs> yes! That's fair, okay. That, that's, that, that's the thing, sure. So, so my share of the loot. <laughs> He's a practical deity. <laughs> For sure. Of course, now his part of the deal is show me the money. So when you petition Emery... Usually, how how does does uh, the kind God convey his boons and and knowledge? Right? How how do you get this like insight or communication? I'm just going to say he he likes to whisper in your ear. Okay. You know, Im- imagine you have you know temptation and, and uh, goodness on each shoulder, and then sure. there's Emery. Maybe walking one side, maybe walking to the other. So if if, if you're if you're keen on uh, having pros and cons, whisper in your ears. Emery will add in a third voice, kind of like a party line. And what what did you want to know? Uh, since we were messing about with the moves. Uh, well, what I was asking for for was guidance, and uh, you know what does Emery want us to discover here? Ah, uh, all right. I think you hear a, a faint whisper that grows into a, a louder whisper, and there's maybe this like high-pitched signal, for lack of a better term, in in the background somewhere, right? Something that you wouldn't normally hear in like a fantasy setting anywhere. Um, it's this weird, almost electronic whine. The radio signal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this really high-pitched thing right i can't reproduce it with my pathetic vocal cords but and it starts to cut into your your head and you don't quite understand the words but you get an impression right 
and each word is is kind of like a hammer this time right normally it's not uh but now it's like a little hammer hammering on the insides of your skull yeah like tinnitus perfect <laughs> most awful thing ever the uh, emery is is communing to communicating to you um the horde of old is no longer inviolate uh inviolate as in in you know undisturbed um mm-hmm. it must be secured and never shown to anyone um what is the contemporary symbol of emery the kind you know what let's go with the stag but facing the other direction from the coin okay from the coin almost like weird this like ghostly shimmery almost blue force ghost right Mm-hmm. Uh, image comes out and you see this two-headed stag right in front of you it turns around and uh, I don't know gallops uh, away in uh, a direction that's you know straight ahead doesn't no sound is emitted no like it just appears before you and then it sort of skips away like like a deer running from a hunter oh I'm gonna chase that yep all right I assume the rest of us don't see it, just uh, the holy man. Uh, is that how it is, Mr. Holy Man? Hmm, that's a good question. In the partic- When I was communing, it was in my head. Mm-hmm. But when we did the rope thing, which would have been the symbol in, in a direction, I, I think that would have been actually visible. There would have been a ghost stag heading off in that direction. A ghost two-headed stag, cool, okay. Is it possible, since this is a cleric spell, that maybe those who believe in this god would see him, and maybe those who aren't so interested would maybe see something else or or not perceive it so well? Or do you think it's like, it's a spell, everybody sees it? Just as my light is a manif- manifestation of Emery's power, uh, and everyone can see the light, everyone can see the stag. Cool. Yeah, because you don't convert followers if you're if only your followers can see it, right? So Dunstan, yeah, I was going to say stag S- bleeding, bleeding mm-hmm. coin, and now like this go- double-headed ghost stag it shows up. Definitely sounds like a, a nature god of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I, oh, let's do some spout lore on this one again. See if I actually know of a, a nature deity because this sounds very much like a nature deity. If this is uh, why Dunstan. Is always insulting my deity. The stag is about nobility and kindness, and you're trying to turn it into an animal. <laughs> Here's a question for for uh, Victus: Did you at at all mutter or or say uh, anything about you know the whole uh, previous incarnation of of Emery? Absolutely not. Okay. In that case, oh. go ahead and spout your spout your lore. And yeah, I roll a five. It's a stag. This is your tra- traditional, you know, nature deity. You know, glowing this was two headed and glowing. <laughs> but it's surely yeah. a sign, right? It's yeah, surely yeah, a sign yeah. from from the nature spirits. Yeah, you should probably too- run after it very fast. I, I probably still have a little instinct. The wolf in me says, "Yeah, running stag." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> come, come. That's a neat element. Do you think druids retain maybe for a, a short sp- short uh, space like some of the instincts that they the last animal they transformed into? Sure, why not? I mean, yeah. 
You know, I, I had two holds I had to spend just to get back to the normal form. So I would say that that makes it linger for a while right. in my head. So I still have the, the wolf and there's a stag. What, what's going through Gorm's head? Like uh, weird animal spirit things. Is that is that like normal? It happens around these guys. <laughs> He's seen some shit. All right. Is that is this thing like something you would t- interpret as a as a boon or as like okay time to be cautious? Probably more just okay. It went that direction. There's ah, something right. happening over there. Let's go that way. <laughs> cool. If you all rush after the stag, I'm going to I'm going to do two things here. I'm going to have you uh, roll a custom move uh, if you want to navigate this place. These catacombs and not end up in a an awful place. You're gonna have to roll plus. Uh, I think with down here. If you're if you're following the stag, right? Otherwise, it would probably yeah. have been int. You would have been like reasoning. Well, this is right. more like keeping keeping sense of where the stag went. I'm gonna need one person to to um, everyone but um, but John. You're gonna you're gonna roll. Uh, mm-hmm. One person is going to roll the the actual move, and the others can help mm-hmm. with your bonds. Uh, so let's let's start with I don't know uh, maybe uh, who goes after the, the I mean okay we know <laughs> I'm making mess of, a mess of this. Uh, so, so I run off right. Yes, after you him. run off probably yeah, first. Wolf sense is still yeah. kind of intact. I'm right behind it. Okay, so uh, let's have let's have um, salamander roll plus uh, whiz. And uh, Gorm and Victus, you can you can help roll plus bond if you if you so choose. I have no I have no pluses, so if you guys want to help, <laughs> we're both helping. Excellent. You went that Yay! Way. I'm just going to make sure that I have the right helping move. It's it's the aid from <laughs> old Apocalypse World, right? Where plus one is the max you can you can get, right? Yeah, plus one or minus two. Okay. So since Helping does not nest. Uh, we count uh, one of you. You you will help, but uh, you can only give plus one. Uh, sure. Max. Roll plus one. Whiz plus one. 2d6 plus one. Uh, Mr. Salamander. Already did. Uh, ten. Cool. Uh, you get to hold one. If you want to... Yeah, you, you want to get to somewhere uh, um, interesting, and this is... Um, you want to get to where the stag is going, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, so that that's spending your hold. You get there. You follow after you know the stag and the the dashing druid halfling. He shouldn't really be that fast, but suddenly for some reason he is. Um, and you turn a corner, and the halfling is no longer there. You you think you see um, the stag rounding it, uh, uh, taking it, uh, you know, turn further ahead. Um, you dash along with Gorman and Victus through the root and vine cracked passages uh and end up in a in a chamber that is uh lit by um lanterns there is it's it's kind of a larger area kind of like the octagonal space that you were in previously kind of almost exactly okay. that that way there are shelves smaller shelves um in the walls uh kind of four four in each wall um with uh remains um and there are some people here and they are working with hammers and and uh, crowbars at a like stone slab door that is 
uh, marked. Uh, it's been carbon and marked with uh, this like stag symbol, this old stag symbol, the older emery. While you discover that, uh, names, <laughs> Dunstan, you dash after the, the stag and uh, you get some spider web in your face and you wipe it off and then you're like, uh, it went that way, right? You, you seem to see a ghostly wisp around a corner and you dash after it and down a few tunnels and suddenly you come upon um, this intersection. You hear the, this whistling sound much more clearly. Mm-hmm. It's it's very near now, but you're not sure exactly where. And you can hear this lumbering. I don't know how to describe it. It sounds a bit like a, a heavy, hollow, uh, like like you have a bag with lots of like porous bone, uh, and then you, but it's lots and lots of them. Like you have a whole fucking column, a doorway full of bone, and then you 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 hear them sort of. It's almost like footsteps. Really bizarre. Very bizarre, like chonk, mm-hmm. chonk, right? There's this after sound of, of, of things breaking or breaking off. What do you do? You notice, of mm. course, that uh, you you don't see the others anymore. Got my shillelagh on, so I'm looking at it going, mm, shove into my belt, and you drop to the ground on all fours and turn into a mountain lion. So at least I'll try to do that. Right. And I do there it. You go. Cool. And I get three holds in that, so he's, uh, okay, you know, tooth and claw, be one move, right? See in dim circumstances for sure, and, and stalk. Yeah. yeah, stealthy. Yeah, stalk. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I will, you know, go to the side, and there's, you know, of the, right, where that, I hear the footsteps, and this, mm-hmm. you know, slink to the side, and sort of hunker down, and just see what comes out, and I'm going to try to be as very quiet as possible. Right. <laughs> the whistling is much louder, uh, yeah. in, this, in this form, like, it's, it's, and now you can hear, it's like almost a weird piping, and like, it, it's a, it's like a chorus of different pipes, and, and, uh, uh, hollows and, and weird sounds. From one passage straight ahead, uh, you see this big lumbering shape. It's difficult to describe. It's just this bizarre conglomeration of, of melted cartilage infused bone, like all kinds of bone, animal, human, skulls, uh, pelvises. And, and they're, all, they're all like porous and, and, and perforated and, and this draft down here is moving through this giant figure that is, it's lumbering forward like vaguely, mm-hmm. vaguely humanoid. It, it's covering like the passage from floor to ceiling. It's, uh, it's, it's as big as uh, Gorm, right? But much thicker. Like, and, and you can yeah. see it's like quote unquote shoulders raking the insides of the, the catacomb wall and, and bits of bone and cartilage are falling off it and dusting um, on the floor. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I'm going to defy danger and do my best to uh, become one with the wall. Just sort of hunker down and, and hide, basically hide. You want to hide? Cool. Let's, that would be what? Uh, dex. Dex, all right. And my dex, eh, no bonus in dex. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Mark experience. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. He spots me. Uh, uh, even fun. worse, he knows you're made of bones. <laughs> oh, 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 mental images not appreciated. <laughs> I did not need to envision skinning a half. Okay, you can see this thing lumbering toward you. You're not entirely sure if it's 
noticed you or not, but if you stay here, you're going to be trapped with it. You're going to have to, like, retreat. Paws don't fail me now, and I'm just going to run for it on all fours. As as soon as you dash, you can see, like, a sudden, like, shift in it. Like, it notices you. Like, but but it doesn't dash after you, at least not immediately. But now it's aware that you're there. So it's basically your standard, you know, horror horror movie uh, critter, which means no matter how fast you run, second you stop, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> you, you run, you dash out. What, what do you, what's your intent? What are you doing? I'm actually going to try to follow my own trail. Hey, I'm a cougar. I at least have sure. some sense of smell. I'm going to try to retrace my trail and see if I can find where I where I diverge from the rest of the group. Let's call that stalk and have you make a uh, a spend. Okay, you, you and... can find your way back as you as we see you slinking away. Uh, we hear this like lumbering gait, like tronk tronk, and the whistling starts to increase. I got one hold left on that. Cool. So. So back to the um, chamber with the grave robbers or whatever. There doom are five... robbers. You have unearthed your doom. <laughs> I guess that's what comes out of Gorham's mouth. <laughs> yes. There's this runty like woman uh, with the two uh, uh, thick brown braids and and an axe. Looks up and goes, "Oh no, boys, we have we have company." Um, and they all like leap for stuff. You know, somebody has a little spear, but uh, most of them have like these little curved swords. These these are um, like I think I think Gorm, you've met these guys before, right? You met these people before, uh, not this group specifically, but uh, they're affiliated with a a group you've run into before. Um, how did that go? What happened? Who are they, and what happened? So like a rival adventuring band. Interesting. Last time and fought through the the monsters and stuff and they had found a sneaky way in and gotten the the treasure out before us the filthy glory robbers yes i really hope they didn't call their band that because that would be <laughs> no don't be, don't be silly they're the glory stealers i'm just kidding all right cool so they're they're like a rival uh, adventuring company uh and they yeah last time you you met these these people they they stole the glory from right, right from under you. <laughs> All right. What, what's a, like a, a distinguishing mark or like a, a sigil or something that they carry? They all have these um, silver torques around their neck. Ah, I'm, I'm just going to call them the torques now. <laughs> the silver <laughs> torques. <laughs> So the silver torques uh, like leap to uh, in an effort to defend themselves from counter grave robbers or, or rival grave robbers or something. Um, uh, tomb protectors. I'm invoking my move there when I when my when I'm issuing my uh, po- point to the move. Point to the move. What are you waiting for? Move. Ah, cool. Roll plus con. Yeah. Once again, only the only a few. The weakest or most foolhardy among them. So the woman with the braid still says her thing. She's not so moved, but like the others, you 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 see like recognition, and not you personally, but they, clearly they've heard of you, uh, and they get this. Oh shit, we got to get rid of this guy. So uh, I think three of them like dash for for uh, for Gorm in a clutch, and the last one comes uh, rushing for whoever is beside Gorm. Let's say the salamander. Uh, with with his spear. No, 
no salamander say no say no <laughs> i don't like spears i really don't like spears Bad so long and pointy i have an allergy to long and pointy things <laughs> what do you do mr salamander oh god what can i do i can always do burning brand which i think i'll do maybe ignite the spear that he's holding I mean, he's coming at you with the spear. Uh, if you take the time to, like, summon your brand, you're probably going to get st- stabbed. Maybe I'll choose give me fuel, give me fire. I could stop him in his tracks. I don't know. When you gaze intensely in someone's eyes, you may ask their player what fuels the flames of your desire. That's with the truth, even if the character does not know. Well, it's not really that situation. Not okay. that kind of situation. Well, I will lash my tail at him then, because that's what I have at my disposal. Sure. And try to make sure that the brand at least hits him or his spear. Hack and slash. Strength, right? <sighs> I gotta go pretty soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Uh, you do your damage, they deal damage to you. Roll your damage. Eight. Nice. Uh, I think... I didn't roll my damage yet. Oh, okay. Not Nice. I thought you said eight. I was, I was so impressed. I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to get to like, ask Ari to decide, des- describe like how in some weird way you managed to lop his head off with the tail or something. And then you roll one. <laughs> the exact opposite. All right. So uh, you managed to injure this person somehow, but uh, you lash out with the tail right, but then your rabid fear of spears gets the better of you and you dash away, uh, yes, leaving, leaving poor Victus. Not defenseless, but... Uh, Alone. Yes. <laughs> Against this horrid spear wielder. And you managed to, like, uh, I don't know, uh, where do you strike him with your with your tail? Uh, I was aiming for his arm, like his spear-throwing arm. Mm-hmm. So, probably his hand. Cool. So, uh, he, he almost drops the spear for a moment, uh, and that gives you the time to, like, dash away. Cool, cool, cool. Our barbarian... You have three crazy uh, curved short sword uh, wielding saboteurs, silver torques, um, gunning for you. What do you do? Takes his axe and takes like a big swing to chop through as many as he can. <laughs> Go for attack and slash. I got your back. Oh, vertex B. Ooh. All right. So I, I think you lop through the first guy. You know, you you take him out, no problem. Your axe like slashes through the side of his, uh, you know, through his midsection. He starts spilling his guts all over the place and uh, falls to the floor. But uh, the other two are on you and they just go stabby, 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 stabby. And you're dragged down beneath them. Uh, Roll uh, 2d6 and take the higher for damage. That's not too bad. (laughs) Right. But now you're pinned, right? Um, and I'm going to say from this position, you're weak. So you can mark that debility. Right, well, when you get out. Okay. See you hopefully next week. Next week. Uh, okay. This sounds like a job for Victus to come, uh, stepping in like a helicopter of doom with a staff and clipping some heads. <laughs> for sure. What do you do? You have exactly that. You have a spear guy coming at you from the side and you have the two who are on top of, um, Gorm. Like I said, spinning a staff overhead, get some mm-hmm. momentum, try to keep people off of me, and at the same time, uh, clock one of those that are on Victus to give him some reprieve. Not I think to, to get to Victus <laughs> safely, 
I think to get to Victor safely, you're going to have to make that staff safe. twirl and make some space, right? Uh, yeah, either call that a defensive thing or let me crack a skull. Either one will work. Yeah, I think uh, if you if you want to get at the uh, the people, the the two on Victors, you're going to have to dissuade like the spear dude. Otherwise, he's just going to stab you in the side. In order to get to the to attack the two on uh, on Gorm, you're going to have to defy danger with um, maybe Dex. Sounds good. Um, uh, oh, here, oh, here's a quick. Here's the question: Am I in position to to aid at this point, or I'm still approaching? Still, still in a different portion of the. Okay, um, I haven't forgotten you. You're on the way. Um, you know what? I'm allergic to getting stabbed too. Maybe I should just take out the spear guy. And uh, Gorm's a, a, a big man; he can handle getting beaten a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's go for the hack and slash on the spear wielder. Sorry, Gorm. We'll oh, be there next. We see this quick, like, you going through the possibilities in your head, and we see the, the sort of the version where you do that, and you get stabbed to the side, and you're like, nope. <laughs> yeah, be kind uh, also means uh, be kind to yourself, and you can't do that if you're poked with a spear. <laughs> All right, so hack and slash with the spear, dude. Well, that's an, a nice solid nine. Not too bad. Any, um, any bonus for reach or anything like that? Not that I know. What do you okay. have? Staff. A staff. Yeah, he has a spear, so uh, you're, yeah. you're. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're kind of on equal footing. Okay. I, I guess I give him a, a whack for 1d6 then. Go for it. Five. That's a ah. good solid hit. It totally is. I think he he leaps in, uh, like, uh, managed to, to slash you across the, the cheek. Uh, before you, you like, um, what do you do? What do you, how do you bring down the staff toward him? You, you take him out. How do, how do you do that? Well, going with the helicopter, since that's, that was, you know, the plan mm-hmm. ahead. Basically, he comes in to stab and I just cl- spin and clock him upside the head and he goes ass o- over a tea kettle, whatever. And, uh, it's just like physics wins. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So uh, 1d6 damage for you. It ruins uh, your pretty face. But it's only three points, and that drops to two if I get to include ch- chain mail. Yes. Yes, you do. Always. Always okay. at armor. Okay. That's, that's, that was a fair trade mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> let's let's have uh, uh, Mr. Pinned negotiate his attackers. Why not? He's grabbing one and maneuvering it so that he gets stabbed by the other guy. Ah, of course. Uh, still sounds like hack and slash to me. Oh, doesn't work though. Wow. Okay, yeah, uh, you maneuver, uh, but I think you you maneuver into the other guy, uh, in, into his waiting like um, sword, right? It's clear, like you notice once once you get into it, mix it up with them that they haven't just heard of you; they have heard everything about you. Like this is how you fight, this is how you how you maneuver, right? It's it's kind of like scary, not scary, scary, but it, it's it's surprising, surprising. That's the word. I am famous, so I understand. Yes. <laughs> two again, two d six. Take the the highest. So I think you're beginning to hear now, Mister Cougarman, Mountain Lion. Yeah, mountain lion. Same difference, really. Yeah, you start to hear the the you know uh, people swearing and clatter of weaponry, and and uh, you little, see uh, the salamander dashing by uh, in a different direction. I see what's going out the entrance, correct? Yes, yes. 
So I see that there is a, that the uh, that the that Victus is staying over a, a supine body, and there's two people on top of uh, Gorm, right? Yep. Uh, leap and grab one of them with by the throat, and I'm going to choke him to death with my Excellent. club with my mouth. <laughs> ah, but he, he dodges out of the way at the last second. No, I think he's just like you are going for it, and then like this this meaty arm of Gorms comes up and like grabs the guy in a, in a headlock and pulls him down. Right, so you go leaping across. Right. Yeah, you you collide with uh, this woman with the big braids, um, and you both go down. Uh, and she is like, "Holy shit! Where did the puma come from?" <laughs> uh, down in the like, and she's just screaming and stabbing and slashing. So take one d six. Ouch! Uh, I Where still have a hold. I still have. I have ten hit points. So okay. I can. I can still. I still got one hold, so I can still try do something with it. Uh, but that's next time. So. Uh, well, I mean, uh, we're not really doing like a, a, a round turn kind of oh, deal okay. here. We're kind of following the fiction. Like think of it more in, in like the, the beat of a movie or a TV show, right? So we see like we focus on some things and then we go over and focus on different things, right? It doesn't well, have to be like. And, and, well, then in that case, I see her and I just go, hmm, chomp right in her throat. I mean, cool. that's a sta- standard, a standard big cat way of killing people. You strangle yes. them to death. So see Back and slash. Different. Jiminy Crickets. <laughs> You're getting lots of XP. <laughs> Actually, if you can, if, you know, I can't ding until the end, but I would ding at this point. I can see what happens. She's got her spear in my mouth right now. Probably. Uh, she, she has this this uh, axe, right? She has ah. axe that she's chopping at you with, and then like you go for her neck, but she lifts her arm and you bite down into her forearm, and she screams and like smacks you with the axe. Oh, uh, do I damage to her then? One d six. Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, no damage, no damage. It's it's oh. uh, you, you don't pull, re, uh, you don't do any real damage per se. Oh come yeah. on! <laughs> you missed, you missed. I take now I'm down to four points. Great. <laughs> yeah, a good solid whack straight right in the head in the yep. mossy mossy fur of this weird puma. <laughs> uh, let's see what the priest is doing. The the guy on the floor is is completely out. It, it's looking not so great for Gorm. The Almighty. We'll wait in there and crack some more skull. Because hey, Gorm, uh, he, he's a good and faithful, well, force of destruction. But still, you know, he's on Emery's side, so he, he deserves uh, some kindness. Yeah, I think hack and slash. Uh, I think uh, it's a it's a chaotic enough uh, situation. I was considering just letting you do damage, but you never know. There are two of them, so hack and slash. Can I help out? Help? Totally, yes. I see the cleric come and actually draw the attention of one so he can smack him in the back of the head. Excellent. Let uh, let him roll first, though. So let's see if you, you actually need to risk ah. repercussions. I got a 10. But you t- still totally do this in the fiction, Gorm. You totally, like, get his attention and then kablamo. Are you satisfied with your dealing just your damage, uh, Victus, or would you like to deal an extra D6? You know what? I've got 19 more hit points. Let's go for the the, the TKO, and uh, we'll go for two dice of damage. And I needed that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so that's six points to this goon, but uh, he might actually get a chance to defend himself. Yeah. I think you, you uh, just managed to clock him, I don't know, back in the head or something. Sounds like a plan. 
sounds kind, right? Uh, he just collapses and goes limp. Uh, but that brings the attention of the other guy, and he just grabs this knife from his boot and hurls it at you. Take 1d6 as it does something. Maybe just whizzes by. Yep. Does a couple more points of damage. Yep. Gets right into your gut. Very unpleasant. Rips some rings. Clearly an unpleasant type of dagger. Unfortunately, if he's going to focus on me, that means he's not focusing on Gorm. Nice knowing <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, let's resolve that. What do you do, Gorm? You, you kind of have a golden opportunity. Pull out my dagger and go for the heart. Yeah, just deal your damage. <laughs> I love this game. It scratches um, across his breastbone, and that's about it. <laughs> no, I think you sink it like to the hilt in his shoulder, and he's like, he looks down like ah, ah, and then um, he lashes out at you. Um, if you don't want to get, st- uh, you know, counter stabbed, uh, defy danger decks. No problem. Very cool. All right, so roll out of the I way. Guess slashes empty air <laughs> i guess he, he strikes the side of the the stone slab wall and sparks go flying does uh mr puma man have any hold left yeah i do have one hold i haven't i haven't spent because i've just been doing hack and slash more or less is it possible to spend that hold just for a generic plus one nope okay this time i do damage yay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see how I can roll really roll as well as as Gorm. Oh, four. So I think I think you uh, get a good uh, bite into the not quite the neck, but like the, where the neck meets the shoulder. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know she lets out a scream and and uh, proceeds to try to, to hack you uh, in the in the side. Take one d six again. No, one. That's that's good. <laughs> It's very ineffectual. It's more more like little nicks. Love yes. You hear a blood clanging scream and a crunch of bone. Mr. Cleric. The guy's right there with the, the knife sticking out of his... Uh, or I guess I, I, I'm fine with the, you know, Gorm ripping it out if he wants to um, when he when he got out of there. So he's, he's you know, standing there, uh, you know, with his sword, he's just like clanged it on the wall. He's, he's one hand is on his sh- shoulder above his heart, holding against like the, the spurting blood. And he's like looking from you to Gorm, like with these wild eyes, like animal, you know, cornered, cornered animal kind of look. What do you do? I'll be kind and put him out of his misery. <laughs> All right. We'll press the attack. Attack and slash. And as we smack into him, it says, you should not have defiled Emery's rest. Cool. That's for free. That's three. He already had one point, at least, from yeah. uh, the dagger. I, th- I think he's down. Yeah. I think when, when you get close, like, he he jerks out uh, and he, like, uh, manages to catch the, uh, the dagger that's in your gut uh, and wrench it loose. Uh, and that opens up a, a slightly Ow. bigger wound. So yeah, take a take a d6. Ow! It hurt worse coming out than going in. <laughs> this is like wrenched around a bit, and then uh, oh dear, yeah, you well, can feel your, you can feel your gut cramping up. Um, how how are you with the hit point? Uh, I'm at the 66 percent point. So cool. Uh, yeah, we've so still I, got some uh, spite in our eye. Yeah, I. Put a paw on her head, and I'm just going to rip her throat out. Uh, yeah, sure. Just deal your damage. I think you have All a right. grip now. 
This got a tough neck. <laughs> you see me off the corner, just shaking my head back and forth. Right. So you guys are, are like catching your breath, uh, and you can see this puma like wrestling with the last uh, uh, silver torque. And then you hear this like chonk, chonk, chonk sound behind you, like slow. And, and this whistling sound that you couldn't hear over the din of the battle for some reason starts to, to tickle your earlobes. What do you do? Look at the cleric and go, what is it? How do I fight it? And hearing nothing from him. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that. We'll try that again. I shrug. It, it's probably a guardian beast. If we stop defiling the tomb, we'll be fine. Well, we haven't defiled the tomb. Point at uh, uh, the, the silver torque that's still standing. They've done the damage. Is there is there any of them that are still alive? Uh, yeah, the the woman who's locked in a death struggle with the puma or the mountain lion. Yeah, I twirl my axe around from right in the forehead. All right, volley. Or if you're throwing, otherwise hack and slash, obviously. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, there's a big puma right there, right? Yeah, so how much damage do I take from you at roll D10? Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, it's the obvious move. Go ahead and roll it. You <laughs> you oh, oh, the luck of Gorm! You know, if you, would sharpen your bla- <laughs> if you would sharpen your blades, they would hurt more. I pulled my punch at the at the end there when I saw I was going to hit him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do I react to that? Do I just simply go yank? You know, with, with, with hysterical strengths, because I've just been hit in the back with with a uh, axe. How do you mean? I've been hit, and like I got my jaws clamped around her throat, and I just yanked back reflexively. I'm fine with you letting go and yeah, and jumping away, or you know, just jerking. But uh, you're not going to deal any more damage because of his miss. All right. Well, I'm Jumping just going away. Actually, isn't a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I may just roll off at this point. Just roll yeah. off. Let drop her. You know, she her neck is just mauled. Yep. At this point, reaches up a hand uh, onto like the 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 wound, <laughs> like and blood's pouring through her fingers, and you know she's holding her axe very tightly, white white knuckled um, and and crazy. Part of the reason she isn't dead is that you had her torque in your mouth, um, and it prevented you from re- doing s- real damage, right? If she hadn't mm-hmm. had that big silver torque, she would have been toast. It's severely dented right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's like crawling backwards, uh, like essentially on an, on an elbow, uh, back to the like door. Um, what do you do? I want to move to get her between us and whatever's coming. Sure, that's that's fine. Like uh, you, you can grab her and throw her in in the way if you want. All right. So yeah, with a yelp, uh, she's deposited between you and whatever is coming. And I think maybe we close out on like uh, her crumpling uh, in a in a splat splatter of blood and sweat and braids, and uh, you know this thing coming into view of the lantern light, and it's just this weird mass of conjoined bones like almost like a porous it looks a bit like a weird coral reef but of interconnected bones really super creepy weird and it sort of freezes and um the whistling is very loud now uh maybe in the background we can hear uh some sort of other bone noises and slapping sounds right and as we see like all of you like squaring off and her looking up at it with terror in her eyes uh, and you standing on the other side, like we maybe the camera backs away 
past the creature into the various catacombs and we can see from the various slabs like these bones are falling off the slabs and and uh, conjoining to make these like skeletons and and these half rotted mummies are are coughing and and uh, you know dragging themselves from their from their slabs and and uh, and um, shelves and it seems like the whole catacomb is about to wake up or in the process of waking up yeah so this is your god victor <laughs> so, so i think we've uh worn out our welcome <laughs> leave these tomb raiders to their fate all right uh, and the exciting conclusion will be in uh, sometime. Sometime. <laughs> Actually, I imagine when, the when exciting... we secure enough budget for a sequel, Kickstarter will be. <laughs> yes. The, the exciting conclusion of this is we fit, we uh, pan the camera to us running for Hill and Dale, and, and when the camera would normally pan back to our explorer it fades to black and you hear like a sickening crunch squeal <laughs> actually actually since we're probably never going to pick this up again let's do a next time on like what are some each one of you tell me about a scene that's like in the teaser for next session that's never going to happen probably <laughs> what, what do we see Gorm doing for instance covered in blood and gore with his axe he's all tore up and he's like no i can take it <laughs> Excellent. And uh, the druid. He's hanging upside down by one foot in a snare trap, and beneath him are a nest of cobras. He's going, well, that wasn't well thought through. And <laughs> <laughs> the clay. He is uh, sitting uh, in front of uh, Cinderclaw, who's sulking in a uh, campfire pit. I'm just sitting there warming my hands. <laughs> Where the hell are these two? Uh, too bad we don't have Ari. Otherwise, like uh, maybe maybe there's a like alternate ending uh, scene that never got into the next episode where like you're all sitting around a campfire and eating like uh, the salamander, like bits of bits of of cinder claw on on spits. I, I can imagine if you want him to get out, he ran all the way back to the other the other entrance we made, and he's. Yeah. Oh, he's no. out there among the dead now, right? Oh, oh yeah. Rising corpses. <laughs> yeah, the, the highly flammable mummies. Yeah, I feel real sorry for Cinderclaw. <laughs> the quick uh, GM post-mortem. Sure, I guess we can skip, like, end of session XP. You're not going to advance anyway, but yeah, cool. Yeah, go for it. Roses and thorns. Like, ask, obviously, like, if there are any questions or, like, if if Todd is curious about something. Specifically, yeah, I think it'd be most useful if you want to. Yeah. Well, I, I, was, I was taking mental notes. Uh, so mobs uh, are multiple dice, but they don't add. That is one way of doing them, right? One way of doing them is if you have many of them, uh, you can, you can have like if you have four goblins, you can each you can have the goblins roll four d six, for instance, for damage and take the highest. There are examples like of how to do monsters uh, later on in the book. You know, how, what amount of hit points, uh, if they get special tags, like they have piercing damage or something. You'll see that it's, it's not complicated at all. It's, it's like simply, it's simpler than a stat block for D and D. Okay. Okay. Actually, I had a question about that custom move you had us do sure. going through, going through the tunnels. Did you just make that, uh, was that something that's already existed or did you just make that up? And yeah, what, I, what? I, I stole it from a, a dungeon starter called the Lich Way. 
by Mark ah. Tappert. And the move is, when you attempt to navigate the Lich Way, describe how you do it, and then roll plus stat. Uh, on a 12 plus hold 2, 10, 10 plus hold 1, 7 to 9 hold 1, but you also encounter a Lich Way monster or trap. On a miss, you encounter a Lich Way monster or trap. Mm. Uh, on a 1 to 3, you also lose all hold, right? And then you spend your hold to find interesting places. And in this case, it was like, get to where the stag was showing, you know, intending for you to go. That's, that's yeah. a, an example of like having a dungeon navigation move that isn't dependent upon having a detailed map of the dungeon, right? You, we can g- get to the good stuff right away without having to go through hordes and hordes of nonsense and traps. And um, dead ends and mapping 10-foot squares. Unless you, of course, miss on the moves, but then we get to an interesting trap uh, and not just like... Uh, yeah, ah, your your shoes melt. Uh, basically, you navigate from event to event. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yes. And uh, I didn't use all of the Lich Way. I used some elements of it. I, I, I had some Tomb Raiders that I beefed up a little because uh, one of you is a little tougher than others. You're talking about the cleric, right? He <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, but yeah, a, a thing to keep in mind, like like I said, like a tip is not to get locked down into uh, doing rounds. Try to follow the. It's it's a tricky thing to like convey because it's kind of like the beat in a in a movie, right? So we we focus on some things a little more, uh, and then we hop on over to someone else. And and um, I, I tried to move around like the questions um, between the different. Mm-hmm. characters like to, mm-hmm. to have everyone contribute to something in the dungeon or near the dungeon right describing a history of it or something takes the weight off my shoulders uh gets you hopefully like uh invested and excited and like if i noticed that we f- we focused a lot on the cleric then i i was like okay i gotta focus on someone else now get get someone else's stuff in there but that's just you know spotlight juggling mm. uh other than that, like the, the GM moves, if you look at them for for Dungeon World, are not all that. They're not that many, and they're not that complicated, right? They're very much like, especially in dungeons, it's like change the environment, point to a looming threat, make them backtrack. I I, I think part of it might be just getting all the moving pieces in my head. I, it, yeah, I, I was trying to follow along as. You know, just a cleric, and I kept jumping all over the place. It was like, do you mean from the player side, or, or? yeah, well, well, between uh, the cleric sheet and the uh, the general moves sheet at the top. That's another thing I would recommend. Like, it, uh, I mean, okay, it's it's good for you to to keep an eye on that, but for players, especially if you're playing this with new players, like, don't tell them to like read it beforehand and learn it by heart. Like, since we're following the fiction, like, we you ask them to describe stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you go, oh, that sounds like you're triggering this move. It should be there, but like, don't focus on it. Uh, but at the same time, though, you have to be aware of all their moves. So that way you know if they're triggering it through the fiction. Yeah, well, you know, players are kind of like Dirk. Like, hey, asshole, I have this move. Uh, <laughs> so, Which is excellent, right? Because I was like, oh, okay, fiction, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, right. Of course, he has that taunting move. That, like, you know, what are you waiting for? And that's cool. I say when I'm when I'm GMing, I don't have everybody's moves memorized, so I expect the player to if they're triggering a move and they know it, they can. Or if I go, okay, that sounds like this, or do you have a move that would specifically cover this? Yeah, so, so you just prompt them. You know, it sounds like defy danger, but do you have a specific move that covers this? 
Okay, well, that, that sounds like a good caveat to use. Well, I need to skedaddle because if you haven't heard, there was just craziness going on in the background, and I need to <laughs> get some damage control done here. But mm-hmm. thank you very much, uh, I and I will I'm catch right. you all later. Have a good one. Have a good yep. Thank you. Week. Have, have, a, have a good one, thank everyone. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I think you should just embrace the suck and um, <laughs> and do it. If you did. Updated girls uglier than you for breakfast. Max Silver here, and I just want to remind you all that you can find our adventures at the following places. My buddy Doc might know what they are, but I sure as heck don't. Anyway, find us at our forums at thesundayskypers.freeforums.org or at our Facebook page, whatever heck a Facebook page is, or at our Google Plus page. Again, what the hell is a Google Plus page? I don't know. Or you can mail us at Sunday Skypers, um, some little A thing with a circle around it. What the heck is that thing? I don't know. Zoho.com. That's a strange mailing address. Hey, Doc, can you tell me what the heck that little funny A sign is?